don't know how many of you out there tonight have found yourself counting days. For me, it tends to happen when I'm on vacation. You know, all right, we're on day one or we're on day two or we're halfway through vacation or then it becomes we've got three days left, then we've got two days left, today's the last day of vacation, and then today's the day we have to go back to real life. I don't know, maybe it's just the immature part of me or a little bit of OCD coming out, but I find myself counting days when it comes to vacation or other things like that. And I think you probably have a similar experience that you can count the days or count the years when it comes to an anniversary or a birthday or how many snow days you've had or how many snow days do we have left before the blizzard bags kick in or how many days are left until school is over. How many days do we have left of spring break? We have this habit of counting days when there is a significant thing that comes before and there's a significant important event that comes after, right? The before is I'm in school and the after is it's the end of vacation, I'm going to have to go back to school. So we count those days in between events. If I were to ask you tonight, how many days ago did you last eat broccoli? or carrots you probably have no idea you're not counting the days until the next time you get to eat broccoli no that's not something we do we don't care so much about broccoli we might actually not even like broccoli but we don't care about those things right how many days has it been since you last changed your oil right that's why they put the little light in the car so it can scream at you and say you need to change your oil because we don't count those things we don't care that much and we're counting there how many days it's like oh wow it's already been 10 days since i last changed the oil in my car certain things we count the days and they're meaningful for us other things just slip right on by Tonight, in our gospel, unfortunately, whoever put together the book that I read from left a few words out of the beginning of tonight's gospel. And I don't know, they were trying to be, I don't know what, literary, maybe making it a little more smoother, easier to read, less harder to understand. But unfortunately, I think they left out a piece that's important in understanding tonight's gospel. What you heard was Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on a mountain, and then he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, etc., etc. But tonight's gospel passage, actually, if you open up your Bible and you go to the passage that we read tonight from Mark's gospel, it does not begin with Jesus took Peter, James, and John and went up on the mountain. It begins with six days later. Later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and went up on the mountain. Six days later. Six days after what? (laughs) What do we care? It's the transfiguration. That's the important thing. And And Jesus, he became dazzling white, and it's this amazing experience. Why does Mark mention the fact that six days later, 
is when Jesus went up on this mountain. Key to understanding it, there are many interpretations out there, but I want to offer one for you tonight, which I think you'll find meaningful. Mark was Peter's secretary in Rome. How many of you are really good at speaking Latin? Not too many. Okay, so you can identify with Peter. He wasn't all that great either. So Mark, who was good at writing and translating for Peter in Rome in Latin, was the writer who would write down what Peter was preaching about to the people there in Rome, the community. He was, he was Peter's secretary. So Mark's gospel is a reflection of what Peter was preaching about to the early Christian community in Rome. And Mark writes down, reflecting Peter's preaching, it was six days later when Jesus took me, James, and John up on that mountain. Begin to get the feel of Peter reminiscing, going, ah, I remember (laughs) it was six days later when we went up on the mountain. What had just happened six days before? Jesus, for the very first time, had turned to his disciples and told them that he would suffer and die. And not only that, that if they wanted to follow him, they were going to have to take up their cross. If they wanted to be his disciple, you also must take up your cross and follow me. And Peter raises his hand and he says, God forbid, Lord, that anything should ever happen to you like that. I will not allow it. And Jesus turns to Peter and he says, Peter, get behind me, Satan. For you are not thinking as God thinks, but as human beings do. Mmm, how that must have burned Peter, troubled Peter. It was hard. The message of the cross was hard for Peter. They weren't just like, you know, we read the Bible today, and it's like, whoever wants to follow me must take up his cross and follow me. And we're like, oh yeah, whatever. Peter, he heard these words. He was troubled. He didn't understand. He's like, you're the Messiah. What do you mean you're going to die? You're going to suffer and die? I don't understand it. Lord, no. And then the Lord turns to him and he says, get behind me. Stop being an obstacle to me. And Peter, so much confusion, so much hurt, I'm sure, in his heart. Thinking inside, Lord, but I said those things because I love you. I don't want you to have to carry the cross, but yet you reprimand me. What is this? I don't understand. And it was six long days. Day after day after day after day after day, after day, until Jesus finally said, come, come up on the mountain with me. And Peter's view changed. He saw Jesus in his glory. He heard the Father's voice, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Why is this gospel passage given to us 
on the second Sunday of Lent. It's given to us because we during Lent are supposed to be imitating Jesus Christ. The 40 days that Jesus Christ spent in the desert preparing for his passion, death, and resurrection facing temptations that we probably like the apostles are also confronted with our crosses as we stop as we reflect as we think about things that i need to change in my life i am sure every single person sitting in this church tonight there has been some cross that has probably come to your mind some cross that you're carrying some cross that it's hard for you to understand and you're thinking lord why And the answer is given tonight. The answer is, listen to him. And the way we listen to Jesus is by following him. If Peter had left Jesus at the first prediction of his passion and death six days prior, he never would have experienced the transfiguration. If Peter being faced with the cross, had left Jesus and stopped following Jesus by faith, he would not have experienced the transfiguration. If I am carrying the cross and I am tempted to leave Jesus and say, Jesus, following you is hard. I'm going to do it my way from now on. Trying to be Christ-like in this world is crucifying me in the temptation just as jesus was tempted in the desert the temptation can come and does come in our life where we say lord i'm done with the cross this cross that comes with following you is too hard and peter is crying out tonight in tonight's gospel and he's saying don't ever stop following him because he's saying ah six days later we went up on the mountain six days tonight ask yourself which day are you on the first day after having received the cross maybe it's the second day maybe it's the third Maybe you feel like it's already been an eternity. But that sixth day will come. Jesus will invite you up on the mountain and he will say, see, I am God and I'm in control.